All right. Okay. Oh. Hi. Um, that started. I'm sorry. The, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> the signal went out. All right. Okay. So. Should we start over? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much you got. I just kept talking. Yeah. I'm wondering I mean, what... Like you got to the point where you started about to introduce yourself and then it just went <laughs> out. I'm like, what the? So I okay. See I did see the, uh, the, the page kind of change. I didn't, I didn't know if that was a, but yeah. since I, I got nothing, I just kept on. All right, let's uh, let's start all over. Okay. Uh, I, I know you're you're editing this, right? You're chopping this left and right. Actually, it's funny you say that. I got fourteen point four k listeners with no editing at all. Oh, are you serious? I, I, let, I let them know, like I suck at editing. So. <laughs> well, that's that's fine. I mean, it's authenticity at its best. So. Uh, you know, and actually, the funny part about that is, is that I tell them, I said, I have no experience editing, so what you hear is what you get. Good. And and I was like, the fact that they don't care says something. It definitely, definitely. I mean, you can't can't be truer than that. <laughs> so. Uh, oh yeah. So kudos to you yeah. and, and and your your listeners. Oh yeah, I I mean I'm growing, so evidently people must like what I have to say. Yeah. Well, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, let's uh, let, let's let's start uh, again. I'll try to be brief. Okay. So, uh, welcome to to your listeners once again. My name is Tetsu Young. Um, I am a multilingual, and um, I speak currently. I speak five. I currently, I guess, for the rest of my life, I will say I speak five languages fluently. That's English, French, Japanese, Mandarin, and Spanish. And uh, I've picked up a few other languages along the way, dabbling through them, but uh, I, never, I don't really consider myself fluent in those. And that is Hakka and Taiwanese, which I learned growing up in Taiwan. And I have uh, German, Italian uh, that I learned at the university that th I took courses. And then I have Portuguese that I learned a little bit uh, while traveling. So um, if we go back to the very beginning, my father is Taiwanese, my mother is Japanese, and I grew up in Taiwan. Uh, up to about age 13. Uh, and while in Taiwan, I learned these languages. So that's Mandarin uh, with that and the people in Taiwan, Japanese. And I have Hakka and, and Taiwanese uh, in Taiwan with through relatives, through friends. And they sent me to an American school when I was six. So that that's uh, where I got my English. And then uh, at age 13, they sent me to Canada and specifically to Quebec. So that's where I got French. And uh, and somewhere along the way, I decided I'd pick up Spanish because I was traveling to Ecuador to my to see my friend. So I just picked that up, uh, and that went pretty well. And then thinking, uh, you know, I'm very thinking I'd be very good at languages. I jumped head in uh, to uh, German and Italian, but uh, those proved me pretty quickly that I'm actually not very good <laughs> at learning languages uh, academically. Um, and uh, some more travel got me Portuguese when I went to Portugal and Brazil. That's a very quick overview of my relationship with languages. That's my language background. And um, while I was living in Japan after my graduate studies from 2003 to about 2014, I, I met a Japanese girl, married her, and I have four kids with her. My last one, latest edition was uh, this April. Aww. <laughs> so... They keep coming, and um, I, I'm teaching them the five languages that I speak.
speak fluently. So that's again English, French, Japanese, Mandarin, and Spanish. And are you, uh, are yep. you doing are you doing the au pair method where it's one to one, one language? Yes, one yes, the OPO method, O P O L. That's yeah. one person, one language. Yeah. And then and because uh, another way of saying that is one parent, one language, but that right. doesn't work too well for us because we have five languages. Right. <laughs> so it has to be one person, one language, and that's Mandarin through myself and my father who's living with us and then Japanese through my wife and my mother who's also with us and uh, we live in Quebec so they have French at the school and being in Canada you know there we have all the TV programs you can get in bilingually there's a lot of English and Netflix and whatnot so most of what they watch uh, is in English and um, we have been Oh, also, we, we introduce English through, you know, um, people that they deal with that, uh, for example, their hockey, uh, their hockey coach or their skating coach, mm-hmm. their, uh, my daughter's uh, horseback riding coach. They're all like per- perfect bilingual. So I ask them to speak English to the kids. That's pretty much it for English. We've, we've occasionally had au pairs uh, for English. Au pairs are basically uh, live-in nannies that come from different countries. So we've had one from Denmark who uh, spoke uh, English to them. Uh, we've also had exchange students. We, have a, we had a Swiss, a Swiss exchange student who, who uh, spoke English with the kids. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, bits and pieces left and right uh, for English. And uh, one language that we introduced strategically uh, through au pairs so again, these living nannies was Spanish. So we all came back to Canada when my first son was three years old. And that's when my son and daughter, they uh, were first exposed to Spanish. And we brought in au pairs from Mexico. And we've not looked back since. Every year we have a new au pair. This year, unfortunately, due to COVID, we can't. So currently we don't have an au pair with us. But uh, once, once everything opens up, we will continue to uh, have au pairs. So that's uh, that's the way we raise our five children in and I mean our four children in the five languages that's consistently. Awesome. All right. Now, now that's that's. And so, uh, another big aspect, uh, you know, uh, with languages, is for me is uh, is working on on a festival here called Life Fest in Montreal. And this all began uh, when I first went to the Polyglot Conference that, that you know very well. And that's uh, organized by Richard Simcott. So I went to the edition, uh, the third edition of the Polyglot Conference, I believe. Yeah, New York, that was yeah. in New York. And uh, it just totally blew me away. And so if, uh, a, few, a few of us participants uh, at that event got together and we sort of so I said, well, we'll try to have another event in North America somewhere. And uh, we voted and it just turned out everybody said Montreal would be the place. So being a local myself and, uh, and some other Montreal locals uh, like Joey Perugino and Nicola Vio, we, uh, we set up uh, the first uh, Langfest in Montreal. Right. Think, thinking we would just have like a little weekend thing, you know, just have a few friends and talk about languages. Right. But one thing led to another. Um, one of the first uh, first guests that I invited was Steve Kaufman, which, you know, 
I, I knew Steve from way back in 2006. So I just thought, you know, I, I, inviting Steve would be fun. But wow, well, <laughs> yeah, the people, you know, that he, his followers and, and, and his reach really gave us a, a big boost. And, and our first event was like, you know, 150, close to 200 people oh, uh, right off, right off number. the bat. Yeah. So, so that sort of became a staple and every year since uh we we've had our our line fest in montreal and last year 2019 we just had our fourth event and uh we've been you know the organizers for these big events including polyglot conference and polyglot gathering and and all the other ones language events and and the polyglot cruise we're all good friends that, you know we all know each other very well and I've even invited, you know, um, Richard and, and Alex Rawlings and, and other folks, you know, Lydia Mahova, um, Chuck Smith. We've invited them over to, to Langfest and we, we go to, uh, to the other events and, uh, and, and we're just very close. And uh, right. this year, uh, Richard asked, asked me whether for 2020 we, we could do a little collaboration and that turned out to be very good for, for us because right. there was another big event, an Esperanto event that was supposed to take place in Montreal. So uh, at, around the same time as Langfest. So we were thinking, you know, whether we wanted to skip a year or, or not. And, and right. Richard's invitation just came at a perfect timing. So we decided that we would do a, a Polyglot Conference Langfest collaboration in Cholula, which was originally the plan. Right. Remember, mm -hmm. um, Polyglot Conference was supposed to take place in Cholula, but yeah. COVID messed everything up. Yeah, but, pretty much. <laughs> we're, <laughs> but we're still going to, you know, take take advantage of uh, what we have, the technology and go online. So Richard decided we're going to have an event online. This and it's a uh, great thing for a lot of people. It is. It is. You know, it's. It, it could very well be a, a blessing in disguise, right? You so. know, I've, I've seen, like, a lot of conferences go online, and a lot of people were very hesitant about that because mm -hmm. they're so used to being face-to-face. -face. That's right. And I said, well, okay, I would rather be online than have about 100 people in a room and someone contract it and we all get it, you know? I, I lost a friend this year to it. And so personally, like, I think it's a great way to be able to connect with a very wide audience of people. Indeed. There are people that cannot come a thousand miles or even That's afford right. to come a thousand miles. Mm -hmm. And I mean, trust me, I was pushing for online a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, it so is. I, it's, I'm it's very a... happy that, you know, and I think it made people come out of their comfort zones. Mm-hmm. A little bit because you had a lot of the older people that did not want to do it. You yeah. know, they felt that something wasn't going to click. And I was like, oh, you'll be surprised <laughs> how many people you get. You yeah. Know. A so, Polyglot conference, I mean, Polyglot gathering had um, a thousand participants in oh, May. It had, over, it had over like 1,500 because I, I, I paid my ticket to go mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I let them know. I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome because for the first time, it, you know, I didn't have any internet problems. I didn't have any accessibility problems. I could navigate everything independently. You didn't have stuff freezing up. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was very well organized. And 
because originally they were still going for an on-site event. Uh, and I think it was only like a month or three weeks before the event that they finally decided that um, they had to go online. And uh, they, <laughs> they pulled that thing together so quickly and so well. Yeah, it was. It, it's as if they've been planning it for two years. It's it's really pretty yeah. impressive. Pretty. You'd be surprised what you're capable of doing in a small amount of time. What I love about the Polygon Gathering uh, group is well, is is that the group, the team, right? They look so cohesive. Um, like Peter Balash is the organizer, mm -hmm. and uh, his team is just so together. Like they're so in sync. Right. You know, Dorota and all the other folks, um, they they just work so well together. Um, it, so you know, uh, it's 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 amazing. That's no wonder they can pull off something so big and so quickly. Um, I they, think they wanted to make sure that people got their money's worth too. Mm -hmm. You know, and they they probably understood. Okay, we really can't do this. This is really bad, and you know, people are dying and. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want anyone to get exposed and no one really yeah. knew. I mean, we still, we know more now, but we really still don't know enough, you know. That's right. So, I mean, but actually, I kind of like this because you get to hop in the places and meet people you wouldn't have normally met. I love the whole chat room aspect where you can yeah. go and like chat in different languages or if you didn't want to chat, you can just sit and listen, you know, to people having conversations. And I was sitting there listening to people in an Arabic room and I've been studying Arabic for almost a year and I turned around and I could understand some of it. And then I went to the Spanish room, the Mexican and, the Spanish, and I was like, oh, I'm fluent in Spanish. Oh, I was sitting there listening to them and like, oh my God, like it was just amazing. <laughs> you know people were very respectful of each other and very excited to be there and the speakers were really good and yeah i i really enjoyed it yeah, yeah. well um you know normally the 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 event season starts with the polygot gathering and then right. langfest in august and then a polygot conference to seal the deal right. i guess in uh, in october right. but this year there's no langfest uh in in this summer Right. So I'm hoping that, you know, with the beginning and the ends are quite far apart and they're four months, right. uh, almost five months apart, that uh, we're going to have a good, good turnout at the Polygot, uh, Polygot Conference, Polygot Conference Global uh, yeah, is the I, name this year. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I, I, I submitted my video yeah. already. And, um, Fantastic. Well, it took me some time because I didn't realize I had, rec I recorded it like, I don't know, about 10 times. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he knew that I was having internet problems and I had it in portrait mode instead of landscape mode. Okay, were you doing it on, uh, on Loom? Um, actually, I did, it, I did it, I recorded it on my, on my um, iPad and then I okay. sent the link to him um, already. I did it from my iPad. Yep. And um, I just sent him the link and um, he downloaded it. I got it down to 30 minutes. <laughs> okay so i kind of skipped a whole bunch of stuff and then i was like let's get to the real good stuff and um yeah it was 
you know, I was like, I, when I when I did the, the intro video and he he told me that I was you know going to be speaking this year, I literally jumped up and down for joy. <laughs> I because yeah. I mean you know like Garrett Hawkins is like they get to hear your story in a wider audience. Oh my god, this is like so awesome! I can't wait it to hear is. this. It is definitely. So you know I'm really excited about it, um, and I also am going to be speaking this year at um, International Podcast Day. Wow, that's so, amazing. So I woke up one Friday morning at six in the morning and Steph Buxio had emailed me and said, hey, I would like to invite you to be a part of International Podcast Day. And I'm like, wow, what the hell is International Podcast Day? <laughs> oh my God. And then when I realized I was the only one from the U.S. Okay. Learning, I was like, oh my Holy God. Holy wow. So, you are an inspiration. I mean, definitely. So, Lots hey. of people in, in the polyglot community online. I mean, we're talking, you know, all these Facebook groups, they're 30, 35,000 people, right. right? Right. They all know you. Everybody knows Chanel. Yeah. You know, but right. it's so funny because I had to leave a lot of them because of the fact that it, it, it became more competitive. Mm. And some of it was verbally abusive. Really? Yeah. I dealt with a lot of that. Oh, I mean, no. I, I wind up leaving Ollie's group. I wind up leaving the Polyglot group altogether. I wind oh, up wow. leaving Jimmy's group. And it wasn't them personally. It was mm -hmm. just the more people you have in a group, it's almost like people think they own language. Yeah. It, it, it just became too much. It, it is true that a lot of the discussion is quite superficial. Right. Um, it's all about, you know, numbers and, and then they're all like debating what it, what fluency means. And, right. you know, it's like, it's not that important. Right. Like, <laughs> it like seems I was... to me that, you know, it, it all, it all comes down to what you want and right. it's, it's, why, why compete? Well, you know, it's funny because I put that in my speech. I said, I don't do this to compete with anybody. The only mm -hmm. person I'm competing with is myself. Yeah. But if you learn a few words here and there, a few phrases here and there, you go out and you use it. Like, I, 90% of me learning is because I'm using it in day-to-day day -day life. Yeah. So if you're going to the supermarket, like I picked up a little Mandarin this year. I went out nice. of my comfort zone because nice. I'm reviewing the Michelle Thomas courses and I'm... I just got picked up for another year by them to do affiliate marketing for another year. Nice. And so I'm doing Mandarin and I did the foundation course and I didn't think that I would pick up, you know, like I, I was big on the Cantonese. That was my first Asian language. Oh, you did Cantonese first? Yeah, I did Cantonese. Okay. Like I just did the basics. Like they had yep. it for Mango and it was just like 10, 10 chapters long and I did mm -hmm. it in six weeks and my whole Good. goal was I wanted to, you know, order some food over the phone. So I mm -hmm. tried to order me some barbecue beef buns. Yeah. And the chick was like, uh, you got to go to Hong Kong for that. <laughs> and we laughed about it because I, you know, I, that was a big thing. And I was sitting there like, I, I'll pay with a credit card. And, and, you know, I mean, I still remember a lot of it. And then I wanted to do Thai. And then, of course, I got to interview Stu Jay because that was a big deal. Wow, that's and, very good. And so that's nice. I, I went and ordered some food from a Thai restaurant here and got a invited to a buddhist temple to, mm -hmm. to like practice some thai and <laughs> and made some friends and and you know Good i wanted to do some hindi ordering food and japanese ordering food i will eventually that's and everybody's like why do you want to order food i was like because guess what you order some food you order some food you break bread with people 
Yeah. Like, like I've been absolutely. I've been doing a little bit of Lebanese Arabic, Levantine Arabic, mm-hmm. and some um, Egyptian Arabic with throwing in some um, modern standard. And I mean, like, now I've that's, got my other my other new love language is Arabic. So that's such a good idea, though. I mean, yeah. learn a few things about food, and and right away you get into people's culture. You you get into a a topic that people all everybody loves food. Yeah, and right? I learned how to cook like a lot of Lebanese dishes. Oh, that's great! Like I made some um, basbasa, some uh, it's a it's semolina cake. I made that over the weekend for a friend of mine, and I made some majetora, and I made some Olivier salad, and this was just for Labor Day weekend, and my friends tore it out. Yeah. Wow. So, and then I joined like Lebanese cooking groups and a vegetarian group and a group where, you know, they do everything. And they're like, oh, we don't care if you throw a video up or you show us pictures. Because I take pictures of every piece of food I cook and throw it up there. You know, and everybody's like, well, why do that? I was like, because guess what? Don't you do that in your native tongue? Don't you go to the grocery store? Don't you go out to eat? Um, you know, I watch movies in the Target language. You know, like, I, I'm big on El Heba now. Uh, like, I've been watching El Heba, like, the first okay. season on Netflix with English subtitles. Okay. And I've gotten, like, really addicted to it. So, I mean, because it's a Ramadan show. So, like, it's 30 episodes. So, it's an episode every day for the whole month of Ramadan. And then wow. I have other show. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so, like, for me, when I learn a language, I pretty much go in full throttle. Like, I want to be able to cook some food from there. I want to be able to <laughs> go out and order food. I want to go shopping. And, I'm, you know, I'm getting, like, spices and, you know, trying to cook Indian food and Japanese food. I actually used my walk for the first time. and cooked some um, some steak. Um, what was it? Um, I did some hibachi. And, um, but minus the eggs. But I did that, and I did steak and shrimp hibachi in my walk. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, I want to make this from Japan, and I want to do this, and I want to watch this movie because I love Japanese horror. <laughs> so, you know. And, You're more Japanese than a lot of Japanese. <laughs> yeah. so, so for me, it's like when I look at it, I try to cook dishes um, from, from the different countries that yeah. I'm learning the language and a couple of them just to mm-hmm. have, you know, a variety of food to cook yeah. for my friends. I, I let them be my guinea pigs. <laughs> so for me, you know, like I share that in my speech and I say, you know, I don't feel like I do anything special. I, I, I use a, the immersion method to learn, but I yeah. use certain, certain tools to do it. Like Michelle Thomas and mango innovative language, memorize mm-hmm. app, a lot of YouTube, TuneIn Radio, podcasts. So I do a lot of that. And, I, you know, I buy most of all these books. Um, wow. So, I mean, I've, I've kept busy during COVID. Um, I learned a bit of Swedish, some Norwegian, Holy. a little bit of Irish, a little bit of Mandarin, some modern standard Arabic. Um, I think I learned the basics of, like, seven or eight languages now i will tell you i took a break for a month just because okay. just because my brain was fried so i took <laughs> all of september off and now i'm just doing interviews and um putting them out once a week and um i'm going to be at polyglot i mean yeah yeah i will be there but i'll be uh at women in language next week i can't wait oh nice 
Yeah, so, I mean, I spoke in Lightning Round last year, so I'm just going to go and listen to a lot of the, the talks. I'll probably be up at 3 in the morning, the first day, <laughs> and watching it, and then I'll have my, I'll be watching it on my tablet, and then I'll have my phone open to the, the Women in Language Facebook page so I can start talking to people and asking questions, and that's how I got a lot of my interviews, too. Um, Good for you. So I do a lot of networking. And like I, I told a few people in certain other groups, I said, you know, you have these insecurities about the mainstream polyglot community. Man, these people are like freaking cool as hell. It, you can get a lot of information that you wouldn't normally get. And it's not it's not a race thing. It's not a disability thing. It's a love of people loving languages and culture mm -hmm. and expanding your mind. I was like, I have so many people from the Middle East and, and, you know, from Asia. Like, I actually tried to speak some Korean. <laughs> and, um, you know, and for, for, for me personally, I just look at people, people have, um, you know, a, a way of, you know, connecting. Yeah. Um, through through language and hobbies, and I was like, I have a lot of different hobbies. Like, I love Star Trek, and today's Star Trek Day, by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, I mean, I actually tried to watch Star Trek in Japanese. That but, exists. Yes, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah, they actually Holy cow! I mean, it's hilarious. To you watch. you are such a go getter. <laughs> yeah. So so for me, it's you know. Let's just say I'm married to Netflix and YouTube and TuneIn Radio. <laughs> so for me, um, I, you know, sharing the fact that, you know, I, I told someone, I said, yeah, I made my dreams come true this year. I, I, I got to participate in the Polyglot Gathering. I would love to, if, if they do a combination of online next year and in person, I would love to submit to speak at the Polyglot Gathering online mm -hmm. if, they, if they do it. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I would have been able to hit all of the events, minus the cruise. Uh, I would love to go on the cruise, but unfortunately, uh, you know, like I tell people, I don't know what next year is going to hold. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody does. Nobody knows. Right. And We're so, all hoping for the best. But... Right. But I don't want to plan something and then it doesn't fall through. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm already supposed to be going to Myrtle Beach next year in Louisiana. So, um, I said, you know, I would love to leave the country and go somewhere. But right now, uh, you know, with this whole covet thing going on, I'm sticking close to home. <laughs> it's right. not possible. I mean, it's, it's bad enough I had to do a virtual funeral two months ago. Oh, one of my, I'm sorry. Uh, Thank you. My childhood friend of oh, 35 no. years died of, of COVID-19. Oh, no, no, no. He was no. only 43 and a father of three. Oh, no. Yeah, so I literally was bawling. And then a friend of mine died last week of a massive heart attack. And I'm just like, it, wow. I, like I tell people all the time, I, what keeps me going is the fact that I can help other people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, studying my languages and learning my languages and helping people with theirs and participating in all these different events. I mean, because otherwise, if I didn't have this, I don't know where I would be right now, mentally. You know, 
So, I mean, because it's a lot to process. It is. When, when it you're is. dealing with, oh, my God, you can't really go anywhere. I mean, but for me, there's so much. I got so much stuff keeping me busy that I don't really try to think about it. You can't. I had to stop watching the news entirely just mm-hmm. because it was that bad. Like, yeah. I got tired of hearing about the death toll. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's afraid to talk about it. And I said, well, I'm going to be honest. Like, therapy-wise, everyone's going through it in their own way. Mm-hmm. But you have to find something positive. And I said, I'm glad that people are keeping focused, even if it is with their language learning, because, I mean, this is not easy for anyone to process. Yeah. You know, people are dying, whether it's from this or other ailments. And, you know, it's, you know, you, you can't really go anywhere. You can, but you can't. You know, you got to be, you know, and everybody's like, I want things to go back to normal. I was like, no, honey, there is no back to normal. This is not mm-hmm. normal. It, we might have to be wearing masks if we see each other again. You know, mm-hmm. we might have to stay six feet away. Okay, fine. I can live with that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, you know, I, I try to keep, you know, my bearings and keep positive. And, you know, I, when I look forward to, like, you know, these types of events and interviewing my, my polyglot friends and, you know, keeping my other friends' spirits up because, you know, they suffer from depression and anxiety. And I'm like, you know, you have to find something that you love and just keep going because, you know, we're, you're not promised to be here tomorrow mm-hmm. and you want to live your life like it's your last because you just don't know. And, uh, you know, if you really want something bad enough, you got to work for it. And I said, no one knew who I Amen. was, Amen no one knew to who that. I was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know. I mean, pretty much everybody in every group just about knows who the hell I am. And, and that's because I, I put myself out there. I'm an extrovert. I'm not an yeah. introvert. Mm-hmm. So I put myself out there. I mean, if you don't put yourself out there, like I was a part of the Black Girls Learn Languages group, and I kept hearing them say, the girls in there, some of them, you know, I I don't know. You know, I, I feel judged. And I was like, okay, are you putting that type of pressure? Because I can tell you I have a lot of friends in the mainstream. And it's nothing like that. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. you have people that can be ignorant and, mm-hmm. you know, can be a snobs and a-holes. You're going to have that everywhere. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, a lot of people, they care about, um, you know, uh, language learning. And you know, when you start becoming friends with people, they ask if you care. You know, there are compassionate people out there. You just have to find I them. I am of the the thinking that most the great majority of the people are well-intentioned right um they don't talk as much because those who are ill-intentioned speak louder most of the time right so but i I, but i still feel that you know i i trust everybody you know as a given start it's it's only when they betray me that that i start to think otherwise but So, so I think you're doing a good thing, you know, put yourself out there and you're going to meet a lot of nice people. Um, oh, yeah. That's the default pathway. I, I want to believe. <laughs> you know? oh, oh, trust me, because I've met a lot of cool people. I mean, there have been mm-hmm. some people where I'm like, okay, you're stuck up. But I'm, I wonder if that's because the persona that they put themselves in yes, when, yes. They're, when, they're, when they're on Facebook versus real life, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, you know, I look at it like, well, I, 
I'm a very much a go-getter and someone that, you know, I will tell someone heartbeat, okay, it's okay if you stumble. You're not going to remember every grammar point. You're not going to remember every word. I mean, it took me like three years to remember that the Stadish now was enough in Russian, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, I kept hearing it in different contexts. Eventually you get it. But then I got it. Well, actually, it took me like writing the word enough and then going to mm-hmm. translate to realize that was the word I was listening to for like three years, you know, <laughs> but, but now it, it's got to the point where, you know, I, I tell people, I said, you know, I might not be super fluent in every single language, but I look at it like I, I learned so much about people and their culture and, yeah. and, and that's, that's kind of important because. Now are you enjoying it? You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's really, I think the. Yeah. The bottom line is if you're enjoying what you're doing. Right. Now, I will say this much. I Technology has improved a lot since I started in the language community five years ago. So there are thing, workarounds to things that I can get, get around now that I couldn't do before mm-hmm. because of technology getting better. But, you know, there's still a lot that needs to, a lot of work that still needs to be done in regards to accessibility. And I do actually have to say I really applaud everybody who has websites, language learning-wise, you know, like the professional sites mm-hmm. um, that are accessible because there's some people where they have their sites and you click on a link or you're trying to go and put information to a form field and you can't even put information in. Mm-hmm. Or you, you click on a link and the whole picture moves. <laughs> okay, that was not built very well. Okay, <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. So, you know, I let them know, you know, out of courtesy because, you know, you, you know, but aside from that, uh-huh. aside from that, you know, I look at, um, I, I told Richard, I was like, yeah, my dream just came true. I, I get to speak at this year's polyglot <laughs> you know, cause I really enjoy watching the speeches. I think there might've been one speech overall out of all the ones I've watched so far that I did not like. And I made it clear. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Because this person was trying to, they got a master's in Braille. Braille is a method of reading and writing. But then when they start saying that the Braille writer was a typewriter, when I knew it wasn't, I learned how to use a typewriter like 35 years ago, so I know what that looks like. Uh, and then when they were talking about a slate and stylus, and, and they were talking about what's a pencil, when you know that's not a pencil, I literally had to tell them this is what you have in your hand this is what this is this is what it's used for and that was the wrong terminology that you just used in front of a whole group of people that you know that was inaccurate and because this person was cited and from Europe yes you can get a master's degree in something but unless you really are an expert on it you should never talk about it and I was just I, I said, I'm sorry, but I cannot allow a sighted person that got a master's degree in Braille to represent 300 million blind people worldwide. Nope. Sorry. So I said, this is what this is. You know, yeah. And this is how this is used. Just for your information. Thank you for trying, but you need to work on your, your, your terminology when it comes down to that. Yeah. Like, like, and people say, oh, this is a, no, it's not a language. Braille is a form of reading and writing in mathematics, not, not, you know, okay, once you become fluent, like in your mother tongue, 
and you know your alphabet and all that, you can learn you can learn how to read and write Braille. Now sighted people do use it. They do do sight read where they they have it on the screen and they read it with their eyes. Look, I've done that. But 90% of it is tactile, you know, with your fingers. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, sorry to cut you off, <laughs> but I, I'm going to have to go in a few, like, okay. like two, three minutes okay. here. Uh, so I'm just curious to know, um, what do you hope uh, that will come out of this year's conference that hasn't happened at any of the in-person ones? I think, I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier. It's uh, sort of a, a change of heart or not, not really change of heart, like, like um, a more of a, um, a, an abundance way of thinking rather than thinking, oh, if it's online, then it's no fun, you know. Um, I, I'm hoping that people will try it out, come out and, 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 and enjoy themselves and then realize that there's, you know, there's online and there's offline. Right. Both will have, you know, complementary, you know, advantages and, and disadvantages. And I think both will have its its place. And right. if you are able to enjoy both types, then, you know, more power to you. I think uh, the, the more flexible you are in terms of how you approach languages and the, and right. you approach language events, right. uh, the more opportunities you will, you will have. I mean, nobody, nobody's, you know, nobody's going to be there saying online is better than offline or, right. or vice versa. Or right. it, it's, it's just, let's not compare it that way. This year, due to COVID or thanks to COVID, we have a different type of event that's coming up. Right. And I, I personally think there's different things that you can do online that you cannot do offline. Right. And, and I think you're just going to enjoy it in a different way. And, and I personally am uh, very psyched. Uh, we've, got, we've, we've began, I don't know if you are aware, we've began pre-event uh, quizzes with Utah, who's one of the sponsors for the event. Okay. And uh, every Friday we run quizzes because uh, we all can't wait for the, the main event to, to start. So uh, right. on our, as Langfest and Utah collaboration, we're running pre-event quizzes. And during the event, we'll run a whole tournament mm. uh, for these, uh, these quizzes. Oh, that's awesome. Like, so, I- I'm going to actually have to download the Utah app and, mm-hmm. and see how that works. Yeah, um, well, the the quizzes are not actually Utah right. app based. It's run on Kahoot. I don't okay. know if you know the the website Kahoot, but uh, but Utah is you know right. coming up with all these questions that they have in their databanks, and uh, we've come up with quite a few difficult ones. We've had you know a good a few good polyglots help us out uh, with these questions. So that's like freaking awesome. Now I just have one more question. Now, sure. As far as the um like once the speakers finish speaking evidently are they going to are you guys going to have the speakers like if they have questions like if people have questions yeah so the the way it works the way it works is uh i understand that all the videos will be are pre-recorded right and will be released at the same time at the beginning and there will probably be like watch parties where you know a bunch of people can watch the same video at the same time right. and there will be q a separately okay. um and uh yeah so i think uh once we know the schedule for the q a's 
then right. you, you know you should make sure you watch all the videos before that and then come up with come up to the the live events to to, you know, to... I wonder if they would I wonder if he's going to do it the same way that Kirsten and him do it where you watch the stuff and then if you want to go ask questions you go into the Facebook group and you ask the questions and then you have them um I don't know is that the women in the language mm-hmm. where I don't I don't I've it's not had a chance to check them out so i don't know how they work they do it on t i know they do theirs on teachable i see and um because i bought my ticket already like when Mm -hmm. it first went on sale and uh, last month and so this is my second women in language um, okay event because the first one i I didn't have the chance to do it Mm -hmm. but but um what they do is like you can sit there and chat and ask, log in and ask, you know, watch the, watch it as it's live. Yep. And then you have all these people that's there and chatting away and asking questions. And then, like, what I would do is I would have my phone on and I would have the Women in Language Facebook group open. And then I would have my keyboard and I would type what I wanted um, to, to ask them okay. after it was over. While I'm well, possibly. Possibly. I don't, I don't know. I mean, so, so it is a polyglot conference right. uh, part right. uh, in terms of the speakers and whatnot. Langfest will be supporting uh, activities, including right. this quiz and, and we've got okay. other stuff coming up. So uh, we're, I don't really know how exactly the videos and the Q&A sessions are going to be. Right. Uh, I was just curious because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wonder how that's going to take place that's yeah. be interesting well now, it's yeah we, we look forward to that and, and see how uh you know how how, how original are you guys going be. to have are you guys going to have your um friday noon brunch um the, the, on, fa- on facebook and have richard on beforehand well that's the thing so instead of that we're doing right. these pre-event quizzes okay okay so we just had our first one last week okay and then the next one is coming up in three days on okay. Friday. This time, uh, at so we're alternating between time zones. So one is at uh, 9 a.m. was the one we just had, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern. Mm-hmm. The next one coming up will be at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern. Mm-hmm. And then we alternate every week. The following week will be 9, p- 9 a.m. And then the, the week after that will be 5 p.m., okay. et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So, so I hope you 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 can come. Uh, you know, we we run this live on on the Langfest Facebook page, okay. the Langfest YouTube channel, right. the Polyglot Conference Facebook page, and also the Utah Facebook page. Okay, cool. Because I I I'm hoping by the I hoping by the day my internet will be up and running. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, because I've been using the guest Wi-Fi, and you know okay. I hate using guest Wi-Fi because it's not secure. <laughs> you know, but oh, well. uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm kind of glad that it's at five because I have an interview to do yeah. with Steph Buxio, um on uh, Friday, and then I got fantastic. We had we had a uh, we had about 12, 12, 13 people play last week, so oh, cool. Hopefully, you can join, and uh, we've got gotten good feedback. People are all very happy with how it worked. So uh, oh, hopefully, we'll have more this week and and have it grow. Well, already. If, if there's um, anywhere that anyone can find y'all, Facebook, YouTube. Um. So Langfest 
L A N G F E S T. Type that in on on Google, on Facebook,、mm-hmm. anywhere. All our social media、okay. uh, and the website is all based on Langfest. L A N G F E S T.、Oh. So、uh, type that in somewhere, and you're gonna find us for sure.、Um, we have our Facebook page. We have our Facebook group, right. and、uh, all the information for、uh, these quizzes are there. Uh, there's also you talk and the polyglot conference. Right.、Uh, we're putting it out there for、uh, anybody who's、uh, who's、yeah. interested in in participating. To, as soon as we're finished, I'm about to publish this episode. All right. Because I I was debating on when I was going to publish this, and I said, you know, I'm going to do this now. So people fantastic. Can have, people can have more、um, opportunity to、um, get more information and, and become more familiar with both Langfest and Polyglot Conference at the same time because I know it's、That's、a month、great. away. And I'll probably because I interview Shannon for the third time on、mm-hmm. uh, women in language because I wanted to plug everybody's events、yep. in this month because I understand that you know y'all need as much publicity as possible. So, yeah, thanks. So I don't mind doing that, and I'm like,、uh, yeah, I don't mind doing that. I you know that gives me more episodes to put out, and then too on top of that,、um, you know people get a wider、uh, variety of of. You know, online events. Since we can't do, you know, in person, even though that would have been awesome, I would be able to have some drinks with y'all if we were in, you know, Cholula. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have some mojitos, some, you know,、um, margaritas. You know, that's so, great. I、yeah. I just sent you the link to our our live page、okay. on, on the、cool. Langfest Facebook page. I will put that in the show notes. So,、um, merci beaucoup, mon ami. Wow, merci um, à toi. Um, pour participation avec moi um, podcast um, video aujourd'hui,、um, mon ami. C'est, c'est super. Merci pour merci de ma m'avoir invité.、Uh, Magnificent temps um, on um, esc um, particulier particulier event,、uh, mon ami.、Um, Et、uh, je vous dirai continuer cette particulière conversation、um, très、um, bientôt. Mais c'est super. Au revoir. Ok, merci. Au revoir. Salut. Bye bye. Bye.